thresholds. We cross them every day from room to room, from outside to inside and back again, from here to there, from anywhere to everywhere, from age to age. Each threshold offers an opportunity for change, for renewal, for transformation, from what we were and what we are to what we can be. In this hour, in this place, we cross a threshold from our day-to-day everydayness into space and time attuned to the other, to the sacred, to the holy, to awareness of a new life pregnant with possibilities. How will we be renewed in this moment? How will we be changed by this hour? How will we be transformed through this gathering of beloved community? Come, you thirsty, longing souls. Come, let us worship together. This year, we have building, been building our house of belonging, moving steadily from the beginning toward completing our structure. We began with those foundations. We have a strong foundation, a strong basis in our faith with our ancestors and with a history of creating nurturing communities, supporting each other as we search for a life that has meaning and nudging each other toward being advocates for a just and loving world. After we had our foundations, we built our walls, recognizing that we're held by our principles and our sources, along with our covenant, our right relations, and a purpose and a vision of what this world might be. And then we built a roof to protect our heads with an understanding of a theology, a theology that is of the heart and of the mind knowing that we are all loved and all possess within us a spark of the divine, the spirit of life. And then we made sure that we filled our house with a spirit that leads each of us toward compassion, radical inclusiveness, justice, and a willingness to change. And now, now, we're at that threshold of our house. We are standing on the doorway. So thresholds have a lot of symbolism. So let's talk about this doorway as we approach the door, as we stand in the door, and then as we emerge through into a new room. We begin by moving toward that doorway. Sometimes this is a thought out process, a deliberate intention to go somewhere new, such as this decision, the decision this congregation made just two years ago to call me to enter the doors of this church. At other times, when we approach the door, we do it without thought. We may move with ease or even a sense of normalcy from one place into the next. I think most of us move from childhood to adolescence, for instance, without consciously deciding one day that we're going to do it. It's a normal progression in our lives. And some doors 
are ones that we approach with more anxiety, unsure about what we might be moving into. Graduating from one grade or one school to another, changing jobs or career paths, paths, moving from one gender identity to another. The list can be endless. We cannot avoid doors. We cannot avoid change. We cannot avoid moving into new rooms in our lives, my friends. We may, however, have some ability to notice how we move into change. This noticing can make a difference in how we interact with others, and it can give insight into our own nature. For instance, I enjoy change. I find it intellectually stimulating, and I welcome the growth I'm forced to embrace, even though often in the middle of the process, I regret the stress and uncertainty it brings. Others have had difficult experiences, and they may see doors as dangerous, even threatening, perhaps sad. I invite you right now to think for a moment. When you see opportunities for change, what does that feel like in your body? Is there excitement and anticipation? Do you feel your heart racing? Does your breathing get shallow? Do you perspire? Just notice. Notice how that feels in your body. Know yourself. There's no judgment here. And now we're standing in that doorway. We're standing right below the threshold, and we're going to stay here for a few minutes because this threshold is rich place. When you stand in a threshold, you're not in a room. You are in the space between. The word in Latin for threshold is limen. And so this literally means you are in liminal space. Liminal spaces are transitional or transformative places. They're like waiting areas between one point in time and space and the next. When we're in liminal space, we have the feeling of being not one place or the other. We're on the verge of something. These liminal spaces can be physical and they feel different from rooms that we occupy. Stairways that help you get from one place to another are clearly in between spaces. They can feel empty, and you usually don't hang out in stairways very often. Schools during holiday breaks have a hollow feeling, and hotel hallways are the same. They're in between passing zones that feel different and familiar at the same time. Liminal spaces can be mental states as well. Divorce can leave you feeling that you don't know where you are or who you are. So can job loss or moving into a new community where you know where you are geographically, but you don't quite know where you fit in yet into the new community. Liminality is as much a state of mind as it is a particular place. Creativity and art have a relationship with liminality, and artists often describe moving into a mental state where they are both present and not present at the same time, absorbed in creativity. And as we age, we move through points of liminality. 
adolescence is a time when we no longer feel like a child, but not yet an adult. And this is unsettling as both the physical body and the social standing become uncertain. It's a forced transition. And this happens again with other life passengers. Becoming a parent, entering middle age, becoming an elder or a crone, all these require a transition from one understanding of our body and one understanding of our social setting to a different way of knowing ourselves. My advice is to savor liminality. This is the place of true transformation where we can look back to where we have been, who we might have been, and look forward to where we might go and who we might become. This liminal space is unsettling. It's a place of being between two rooms, between the places and stages of our lives. And because it's uncomfortable, we may try to rush the journey along. But because it allows for a shift, I urge you to linger here longer. Finally, we emerge from the door and we move into a new place. As we come out of the previous room and then move through our thought-provoking threshold, we emerge changed. And at these key moments, we can often feel much more keenly how our small actions and connections are part of something even bigger. We are part of the patterns that become ecosystems and societies. We are small, perhaps insignificant, but significant at the same time. Our decisions can have an impact. Each of our actions is connected to all our other actions along with the actions of others. We are all, each of us, part of the interdependent web of life. Adrienne Marie Brown, who uses they, their pronouns, writes in their book, Emergent Strategy, about the recognition that what we do matters because we are not separate. Each of our simple interactions become part of a complex pattern and system. They explain that we may not see what our emergence would eventually look like. A group of caterpillars likely does not see flight in their future. And we may not see how we are interdependent. Oak trees don't set an intention to hold tightly to each other, but they reach for each other, intertwining their roots. And through this reliance, they weather winds that would threaten to blow over individual trees. Single cells of a body don't know that civilization is possible, but they divide and interact, and then they discover their purpose. They might be a tongue or a toenail, and they serve that purpose. They go on to say, and I quote, there are examples of emergence everywhere. Birds don't make a plan to migrate, raising resources to fund their way, packing for scarce times, mapping out their pit stops. They feel a call in their bodies that they must go and they follow it, responding to each other, each bringing their adaptations. Patterns arise out of a multiplicity 
of relatively simple interactions. End quote. Brown goes on to explain that what we do matters. We practice at a small scale what we most want to see at the universal level because we are part of the whole. And so I want to say that again. We practice at a small scale what we most want to see at the universal level because we are part of the whole. So you're all small, smart people. You can probably recognize that part of the message of this sermon is about how each of us is managing with the liminal space we have been thrust into by this world pandemic. We have been living in a threshold, waiting months beyond imagining to emerge into the world again. Here's something to consider. Instead of yearning to move out of your rooms, can you linger a bit longer in this uncomfortable place of the threshold? Can you explore this in-between space to see what opportunities it might offer? And when you emerge eventually, could that be an opportunity to evaluate the patterns of your life, to see them as part of the whole web of existence, knowing that what you do is part of all of us? What you do matters how you move into the world, how you behave and act, it is all a part of the pattern that we are all intertwined with. My friends, do not fear emerging. Carry forward a recognition of what has been precious and valuable in our previous life and go forward into new patterns of living, helping form this newly emerging social pattern. What an opportunity we have to rebuild this world, to reform the patterns. And do not fear the thresholds. The liminal space is where you become more yourself and it can clarify your emergent self. Linger. Rest here a while longer. Linger and reimagine your emergence. Blessed be.